In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Every best gift, every perfect present is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. At last we arrive at that holy month for which our church was truly made, the holy month of May, dedicated to the Holy Mother of Mercy, the Blessed Virgin Mary. Only one month ago, we were at the foot of the cross, where we heard the deacon chant in the grave voice of Christ, Ecce Mata Tua, Behold Thy Mother. What a work of divine mercy is our Mother Mary. After becoming flesh and dying for our salvation, after promising to stay with us on earth until the end of time and the holy sacrament of the altar, after leaving us all the sacraments, and a visible church to guide us to the eternal shore, it is still not enough for our good God. God looked upon the new Adam and said, It is not good for man to be alone. Let us make a helper similar to him. How similar is this helper? She is without sin from the first moment of her conception. She is full of grace and the mediatrix of all graces. Yes, there is no grace of Christ, the Redeemer, conferred upon the poor banished children of Eve, which does not pass through the hands of this new Eve. Mary, pleading for us at the foot of the cross, she is indeed the perfect gift which has come down to us from the Father of lights. In him there is no change nor shadow of alteration, and he willed that this perfect gift of a mother for his only begotten son should also be far from the shadowy gloom of original sin. At this time of year I am always reminded of the beautiful May devotions at our seminary in Italy, the country where it seems May devotions first began about 500 years ago. The, seminary, the seminarians set up a splendid shrine to Our Lady outside at the entrance to the villa. Throughout the day there is scarcely a moment when a priest or seminarian cannot be found kneeling before the statue to, share, to say a short prayer before going about his duties. And every night before Compline, the entire community gathers around to sing a hymn to the Blessed Virgin. Why May? It is true that the feasts of the Blessed Virgin are normally tied to the liturgical year, the Immaculate Conception, the Annunciation, the Purification. All these feasts of Our Lady follow the great cycle of the mystery of our salvation. Why May? 
It is a beautiful month, the heart of spring, the season of birth. It is somehow the month of mothers. Even our secular culture clings to this one trace of Marian devotion. And there is a childlike reason. This month, in every language, begins with the letter M. So it is natural to give it to Mary. After all, our Lord Jesus Christ has the three months that begin with J. January for the Incarnation, June for the Sacred Heart, July for the Precious Blood. May is also a very popular month for weddings and for children to receive their first Holy Communion. And so although we find ourselves within the month of May, every year during this time I cannot help thinking of another time of the liturgical year, the time after Epiphany, the Church recalls the first miracle of our Lord at the wedding feast at Cana. At Cana, the Blessed Mother came to her son with a plea on behalf of the wedding party. There is nothing in this passage of the Gospel which would lead us to conclude that anyone else at the wedding had sent her to our Lord with this request. It was, it seems, her mother's heart alone which moved her to this mission, telling our Lord they have no wine. We know our Lord's mysterious response, responding to her, My hour has not yet come. And yet, Our Lady understands from his response that he will indeed perform the miracle and says to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Indeed, he does perform the miracle, but not for all to see and understand that he was he who worked it. No, it was performed in secret so that the wedding party could be honored. When we remember this, We can understand that what our Lord says is also a sort of prophecy. And surely Our Lady in her Immaculate Heart understood this. It is as though he said to her, Today you have obtained from me a miracle by your intercession, a miracle which I have performed in secret, for my hour has not yet come. But the hour is coming when all my disciples shall have their fill of new wine. Truly that is the best wine, saved for the last age of the world. And if my friends have obtained this miracle of wine by your intercession today, it is by your intercession as well that they shall be disposed to receive that new and more perfect wine tomorrow. The seven sacraments of the new law are instituted by Christ. It is the grace of Christ which they contain and confer. But the special grace, 
first to approach them at all and to receive them worthily, we cannot doubt that this is a grace obtained for each of us by our Heavenly Mother. We say we give Mary the whole month of May. Truly it is a gift which she gives to us. Yes, even in this greatest of graces here on earth, the grace to receive the sacraments, although the sacraments come from Christ, the grace to be disposed to receive them and profit by those graces is something obtained by the intercession of Mary, mediatrix of all graces. No saint did more to popularize the month of Mary than our dear St. Francis de Sales, insisting in his own diocese on rosaries, processions, and daily meditations. Many of you already know the story that comes from the process of his canonization. I've told it many times, but I repeat it briefly here because of its lesson on time, which I wish to emphasize today. We are told by one of the witnesses at the process that on one occasion, a young man who had been possessed by the devil for the last five years was brought before the Bishop of Geneva, that is, the nephew, successor of St. Francis de Sales, to be exorcised. And the interrogations of the devil were carried out next to the mortal remains of our St. Francis. And during one of these sessions, the devil cried out full of fury, why should I have to leave? When the religious heard this, she invoked the Blessed Virgin, Holy Mother of God, pray for us. Mary, pray for us. When the devil heard these words, he cried out even louder, Mary, Mary, for me there is no Mary. Don't pronounce that name which makes me shudder. If there were a Mary for me, as there is for you, I would not be what I am. But there is no Mary for me. Shaken by these events, some of the people present began to cry. And the devil continued, If I had just one instant of the many that you people waste, one lone instant and one Mary, and I would not be a devil. In our dark age, the meaning of this month certainly can be no longer in dispute by anyone. Heaven has chosen in our time this month of May for Our Lady's first apparition at Fatima. The time is short. We know we live in an age when evil will seem to achieve total victory. To waste time now, to throw away precious moments, is to perish with this world bent on eternal perdition. Pray and do penance. We all know that is the message of Fatima. And do not lose heart, for in the end, her immaculate heart will triumph.
And so let none of us waste one moment of this beautiful month of May. Let us imitate the example of so many of the saints and make a good month of Mary. Stay faithful to your rosary every day and pray the rosary in the family whenever you can and sing to her as a family. Why not gather around your statue in your garden or house and sing a hymn to her every evening? Come to Mass and receive the sacraments often, every Saturday of this month if possible. Do not be afraid to ask the Blessed Virgin today for a great grace this month, the grace to conquer your dominant fault with the conversion of family members. I promise you this Mother of Mercy will not fail you. Our Lady Mediatrix of all graces, Our Lady Queen of the May, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.